Hey there, I'm Erica Allen. Welcome to New Perspectives, where we take a new look at age-old problems so that we can be freed up to shine light and ignite change. Our theme for the month of June is Nothing is Wasted. I have my friend Kara Sundar here. She's a change manager. Um, that's what she does for a living. And she's going to talk to us a little bit today about how she has learned and lived this story that God has written in her life and how she has just come to really believe that God um, is a God where nothing is wasted. Um, Kara, introduce yourself. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Sure. About yourself. So I'm Kara Sundar. As Eric mentioned, I am a change manager. I work in technology. And what that typically looks like is I'm introducing a change, whether it's a new process, technology, maybe even an office move to people. And I expect a reaction. I expect resistance. And so my job is to figure out what do they need to know or believe or hear? Who do they need to hear it from in order to buy into it and feel like they're a part of the bigger story that's happening. So when Erica asked me to share my story today, she knows that it's been bumpy, to <laughs> say the least. Um, you know, I'm going to bring that change manager perspective here, as well as just talk about how God has been really present in the midst of some pretty big trials. One of the things that I love the most about Kara is that I tend to be a person who's resistant to change. <laughs> I Like, I really sort of I, I find myself doing one of two things. I either like sleep on change and pretend like it's not happening and ignore it with everything inside of me, or I sort of like frantically react to it yeah. um, in, in unhealthy ways. And I feel like it's because of the way I look at change. And, and one of the things that I love about being your friend and your pastor is that when confronted with change, you look at change in a new way. Why can you look, how do you look at change in a new way that frees you up to shine light at night change? So you're not sleeping through life and ignoring anything that has to do with change and you're not sort of living in this frantic reactive mode. How have you experienced something in life that's helped you come to that place? Sure, well, <laughs> I will I'll just tell my story yep, and kind of get perfect. into some points and maybe at the end we can recap with what, what did we feel like God was saying through this. Perfect. So. This journey started quite benignly. Uh, I was a Christian. I grew up in the church, but, you know, went through normal challenges, as mm -hmm. we all do. Um, and there was a season where I had left a pretty exciting job, moved into a new field, and I was just kind of bored. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know what God was doing, and I wasn't very excited about what I was doing at my work. And so I just prayed, like, God, where are you moving? Let me be a part of that. You prayed for change. <laughs> apparently <laughs> I love it <laughs> and um, you know I really thought he was gonna say like join this nonprofit board or <laughs> you know be really passionate about this particular service opportunity but he really used that opportunity to show me a lot of things about myself mm -hmm. uh, so I, I actually got a promotion pretty soon after that a big deal job lots of pressure I also got surprised pregnant with twins. <laughs> um, and then, you know, after that, it was like a rocket launching as far as change. Mm -hmm. And so in that new role as this new mother of three, uh, just was a really stressful environment. Mm -hmm. You know, we were working on this huge project, introducing a ton of change to our community mm -hmm. and just being with stressed out people all day long. Mm -hmm. It really took a toll on 
my person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I had actually in this season also started reading through the Bible. And mm-hmm. on the 364th day of my one-year study, I gave birth to my twins. Oh, wow. And I really, looking back, feel like that's part of the Lord's providence and, mm-hmm. and just supplying what I needed to get ready for my new season. Mm-hmm. And in that season also, he he had, you know, as I was like complaining about being bored, he was like showing me a plane, you know, and basically have you on a plane, but you see that mountain over there? We're going to climb that mountain together. Mm. And it was so real that I was like, no. <laughs> to climb that mountain uh but here we go yes. so truly began climbing that mountain and it got really hard mm-hmm. I mean the, the oxygen was thinning out for sure mm-hmm. hands are bloody and bleeding yeah. muscles are sore and I started having panic attacks and you mm-hmm. know at first just tried to deal with them in the normal ways the more very self-sufficient I'm yep. an independent person I've got some tools in my toolkit for stress and anxiety but really started to not be able to rely on those Mm -hmm. anymore. And crying out to Jesus in those seasons. And if you can imagine being on a rock face, gripping with the last bit of strength you have, I'm wearing this heavy pack that's a family I have to financially support. And my mom says, and people are throwing rocks at you, you know, and you're trying to hold on. Mm -hmm. And and I just, I had to let go. Mm. And I didn't know if I was going to fall, mm-hmm. but I trusted that God had a plan for me in this season. Mm-hmm. So um, he then gave me an image of him carrying me up the rest of that mountain, mm-hmm. which, you know, in that season of feeling like I have nothing left, I'm totally bare. Being carried the rest of the way, it just was so, so soothing of a picture to me. I didn't mm-hmm. have to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's, really the first lesson that I got out of this season and and change you know a lot of reasons people resist change is because they want to control it yep they want to be able to say what it's going to look like on the other side and as you know dear audience that is not very often the case Mm -hmm. so I had to let go of my self-sufficiency and learn to rely on the Lord and I want to read a scripture to you if you'll give me just a minute to pull it up so this is 2nd Corinthians 12 19 Twelve nine, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And that really gave me the sense that this weakness of mm-hmm. mine wasn't something to be ashamed of, but it was actually something I could boast about. So for example, being here today and sharing my story, hopefully providing some encouragement to our viewers you know, that this is to show him glory. Yeah, I love that. I I love that sense of climbing up a mountain, getting to the point where you're like, I'm not sure I can go on. And and God didn't waste that climb no. to that point. And God didn't waste the moment where you were like, I can't do this by myself no. anymore. Um, like none of those moments were wasted. And I feel like we live in a world that so often says, in the moment where you sort of say, I can't do this anymore, yeah. you're a waste, right? Like that's You're a sort failure. Of, yep. You've failed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, those are the things we hear. And God says, no, that that weakness, that moment of not yes. being able to carry on, it will not be wasted. I will carry right. you. That's right. And I made it to the top of the mountain in mm-hmm. this sense of, yeah. 
you know, I didn't fall all the way back down or I didn't drop my pack, which is my family who was relying mm-hmm. on me to pay the bills. So um, if I can go on to my yep, next go, point. Go. So in this season also, I, I realized how much of my identity I had placed in some of the things in mm-hmm. my life, like being physically fit or having this great career or having a lot of friends, anything that it could have been. Um, and so I really trusted that he was pruning things out of my life. And I'm going to read another verse to you. This is from John 15. And Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it can become even more fruitful. Mm. And then I'm going to skip to the next verse. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And so that part of even a vine that is bearing fruit still gets pruned. Yep. You know, I felt like I was doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, praying to to do what he wanted with my life. I yep. was pursuing these dreams, you know, professionally that he had for me, and yet still felt like, why am I being hacked to a stump? So, right. <laughs> Essentially, right. He's cutting <laughs> off all of these things from me. Yes. But that was really about choosing to abide in him and you know, these scraggly branches he's cutting off so that they can be even more fruitful. Fruitful. Mm -hmm. And so it's ironic because the very first day when I had told my boss, I don't know what's going on with me. Something Mm -hmm. is wrong. I need to take a step back. I went out into my garden and I had all these iris bulbs. So if you know anything about irises, they they kind of duplicate and you have to pull them out of the ground and break them apart and replant them Mm -hmm. with more room. And these hadn't been dug up in years. Mm-hmm. So I'm out there like shoveling up the iris bulbs, <laughs> breaking them apart and planting them all over the yard. And he gave me this really beautiful image mm-hmm. of that's kind of what he was doing for me. Mm-hmm. I had put my success in a very limited mm-hmm. set of criteria mm-hmm. and was very much dependent on other people to see how they viewed me and my identity. Mm-hmm. And he was pulling me out of that ground, breaking me apart and planting me elsewhere so that I could bloom. Yes. It wasn't going to be wasted. Yes. And it's so hard when you're in those winter seasons to think, I'm underground. I can't even see the sunlight. I don't know why I've gone through all this pain. But it's so you can bloom. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I love that image because God literally placed these iris bulbs in empty spaces. Like, So God will not even waste the things in your life that feel empty right yes. now it may give you enough room to grow and bloom into right. what, what is next. I love, like, that's literally how God, like, <laughs> created the world. Yes. Um, and, and I love also that in this hard season, God didn't waste a morning of you working out in your yard yes. either. And I think there's so many times in the midst of a season of change or in a hard season where we don't, where we don't take the moments to rest or experience anything different, put your head down and work harder or completely ignore this and sleep through it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like just doing something a little different was enough 
of an opportunity for God to give you a new image. Like literally nothing is wasted. Try go for a run, go for a walk, yes. garden, do something that's not about exactly the season you're dealing with yes. because that may be the empty space that God gives you to work too. I love that image. That's a good one. I need to remember that one myself. <laughs> I will write it down. <laughs> well, and to that point, I hadn't prepared to say this, but you know, there's stories in the Bible. I'm thinking of Ezekiel where God was in the whispers. Mm -hmm. And in our busy culture and our access to technology, we don't often take that time. And setting aside quiet time feels really heavy handed to me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I did a lot of walking mm -hmm. where I wasn't listening to music. I wasn't really actively seeking out any kind of relationship with God in that season and yet would return home restored. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I absolutely would encourage anyone who's going through a tough season just to kind of give yourself some space, mm -hmm. even if it's not productive or isn't going to solve the problem right away. Just space to breathe yep. is so important. Emptiness will not be wasted. 100%. God, God 100%. will be, meet you there. I love it. And my third point is that he was really faithful. Mm -hmm. He provided for me and my family in very tangible ways. Mm -hmm. So keeping in mind, I was leaving my job. I had decided I, I thought I should leave my job. Like, how can I stay with these panic attacks? Mm -hmm. And yet my husband wasn't working full time. I have these three young kids. Do I have what it like the strength to step away with no, no tangible income. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to read another verse to you. So this is from Matthew 6, 31. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? I'm going to skip a little. Your heavenly father knows you need these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Mm. So I'm going to share with you two kind of out there examples. I'm a little nervous, viewers, so I hope that you will be patient with me. But this was a season when I was just really spending a lot of time by myself. That's how I soothed my anxiety and just cried out to God and, and was really like, willing to hear whatever he had to say to me. Mm -hmm. And one of these times I was crying out to God saying, but my family needs health insurance. Mm -hmm. We we can't just not <laughs> have an income. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for some reason I was very focused on the health insurance aspect at this point. And I very distinctly felt his hand on my forehead and he said, I know that you need these things. Mm. Kind of get teared up thinking mm -hmm. about it. And it's, it's the exact words that were in that verse, which is, I know you need these things. Mm -hmm. Worrying about what you will eat or what you will wear, they're not frivolous. Mm -hmm. It's not that, you know, we're worried about them for the wrong reasons. We actually need these things. Right. I mean, we need health insurance, you know, <laughs> yes. in this specific scenario. Um, and he said, I know, I know you need mm -hmm. them. And I trust that he would provide. And then in another session like this, um, I'm crying out to God, like, I feel like you are calling me to leave this city where I live. And that feels really, really scary. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? And mm -hmm. this was not like yeah. I was looking for an answer. I was just kind of mad and just like, what are you doing, God? And he said, oh, I'm going to have you move to Tampa. <laughs> I said, like, God, I've never been to Tampa. What are you talking about? That's, that's crazy. 
But sure enough, here we are. It's been three years, mm-hmm. and we we did it. I applied for a job, got it. I mean, the whole thing was very seamless, very clear that mm-hmm. his hand was on it, and that is crazy to me. Yes. So the Lord can be trusted to provide for you. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. It's like mm-hmm. your your pain, your emptiness, your struggles. If you really need things, he, you're not on your own. He's yeah. got a plan to fulfill your needs. I, I love that I wrote down the word fear because there was this moment where is there going to be, like literally scared, totally. is there going to be enough for me and my family? And I think so often in conversations about faith, we're like faith over fear. and But but God said to you, like, I'm not going to waste this fear. It's real. It's real. And it makes you know, like helps you understand how, how you need me. Um, that God doesn't even waste those moments where we're, where we're fearful um, for what's next. Because I think so often, I, I think those are the moments where, you know, I'm not being faithful enough because right. I have fear. Right. But that God meets you in those totally. moments and your fear is not even wasted um, with God. No, and how precious that those moments mm-hmm. of fear and my part, anxiety mm-hmm. and, and all the feelings I was, the anger, you know, he, he met me there yeah. for sure. Yep. So d- God's not like, God's big enough to handle your real emotions. It's just, if you get disrespectful, <laughs> I guess yes, you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, um, I love it. So kind of as a takeaway, yep. I would love to remind our readers that um, God is a God of rhythms and a God of change and a God of transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the, in the industry, we talk about change versus transformation. Change has a definitive end whereas transformation is ongoing and you don't know what the future will hold Mm. and it may never stop changing. And I think that's kind of like life. Um, So I'm going to read one more verse to you all. This is from Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 3. You may have heard this from a song in the 60s. (laughs) For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. It goes on for a long time, but some of the ones I like. A time time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh. And for me, what this Mm -hmm. says, you know, God is a God of rhythms. The sun rises, the sun sets, we sleep every night. We breathe in, we breathe out. Seasons come and go, Mm -hmm. and that's your whole life, too. So... If this is a season where you just need to rest and you need to give up some of the things that you've been holding on to so tightly, mm-hmm. trust that he will carry you in that season. If he's calling you to rest, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's something the world does not embrace, mm-hmm. but I promise that will be a season that is so abundant. If, if I had to sum up what I've learned today, a, a new way to look at change, I think it was in that exact line that you said change and transformation are different. God's not going to waste these moments of change mm-hmm. when, when the sun rises and the sun sets, when there's fear of emptiness and there's provision, when there's you know, all of these moments where we experience change, moving to a new city, all of those things lead to this transformation yeah. that God is is doing shining light, igniting change, like we say igniting change because we have this belief in a transformation right. that's coming because God is not going to waste these moments of change in our lives yeah. to transform us to something that makes us live. Like I hear someone sitting here who's 
way more whole and you know mm. what I'm it's I, not all the scraggly branches yes. with one grape on each vine or yes. something it's it's he's and he's using my story mm-hmm. I've shared this many times with mm-hmm. different people and just the relief that I've seen in others to say I have a story like that too and I felt so mm-hmm. much shame I haven't shared it you know I hope that this provides some encouragement that God yes. has a plan for your your story I've cried out many times, like, why do I have to be here, God? And maybe that's what you need to do, too. But he will not waste it. This pain is part of a a bigger story. He will meet you where you are, and he will not waste what you're going through. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that today you can take a new perspective at the change and things happening in your life and know that God has a bigger and better story for you, a story of transformation um, to make you more whole um, and, and live a life where you're ready to shine light and ignite change in a world that really is desperate for it. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week.